Episode 30, This Functional Family Podcast, The Only Take. I usually say the first and only take. It's heavy. That's the cool. first and only take. There we go. Okay, I did it. Smile Ooh. in your face. Oh, you got a little hair on your shirt. Backstabbers, we are back. But not backstabbers. They're not backstabbers. They're our family. What I just said, we are back. And I left Stabbers out. Because mm. we are back. Episode Chef Curry. 30? 30? <laughs> it's Spanish that you'll be exploring Episodio. on this. Still wrong? Still wrong? Not how you say episode Episodio. in Spanish. 30. Mm, Am I thinking of Starbucks? Because they have a Trenti. Trenti. Or oh, is that French? It's a lot happening right now. I always do a lot. Episode Dang. Chef Curry. Okay. 30. Yeah, you but know you the know, vibes. we just did an Aisha Curry to, can cook. I today's just like, episode. Gonna cut me off. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Free the Souls Clothing. Check us out for Liberated Luxury. It's also sponsored by Animata. That's A N I M A Y T A for all of your video needs. Also sponsored by Voice Visuals LLC. For all of your video shooting. Your V's are heavy. Yeah, because they are victorious. They are. This here is the victory. Right? <laughs> Their faces right now you are crazy. Sponsored by some lens goats. You feel me? So, y'all check them out. And, um, yeah, happy to be with you again. Oh, for another, happy to be with you every for day another my pod life, class. My Teaching these suckers, you feel me? It's a park class. You've been talking about how I be doing a lot, and I just, <laughs> my hair is crazy a little bit. You should have checked that before. You sat before the camera. Here we go. So, let's get into it. What are we scoffing about today? Today, we're scoffing about partners or parents. Okay. Okay. What are you talking about? You know. I don't know. You, they don't. You made you this. You know I don't. <laughs> All right. So, the, the other day... um. I'm in the kitchen, right? And mm. I'm cutting. Well, we had just gone to the supermarket. Facts. Got a bunch of fruit. Um, Fruits. So I'm like uh, asking Deshaun what he's going to eat for lunch. And he's like, I'm going to probably just eat some strawberries. First of so, all, I don't like how you like shifted your tone. Like It's comical that I wanted strawberries for lunch. It's not, but I'm still getting used to it. Um, play me, bro. So he's to... like, I'm gonna probably just eat some strawberries. Let, so we got like the let big the king con- live. You know what I'm saying? We got the big container of fruit. So I'm like, all right, let me. They were already washed off and stuff, but I hadn't like. What I like to do when we get strawberries is cut off the little. Um, it's not really a stem. The you know little green bunch at the yeah. top, the leafy, the leafy part. Right. I like to you know slice it off, cut the strawberries in half, put it in a fresh like glass bowl container so that it's just easily accessible for whoever wants them. If you're making a smoothie, boom, boom, bam, just throw them in a the blender. If the girls want to eat it, they don't have to worry about the leafy part. It's just convenient, right? For me, it's just like part of the strawberry experience. Mm-hmm. So um, they was like, I'm hungry right now. I'm like, let me just cut up, you know, cut off the top part. So he's like, you ain't got to do that. Like, my mother never did that. My grandmother never did that. <laughs> just bring me the strawberries. They're already clean. <laughs> so I'm like, why are you comparing me to your right, grandmother like, and your mother? What does your mom's? <laughs> I didn't ask you how you like your strawberries. I'm just <laughs> cutting off the leafy part. 
Um, I just thought you were being motherly. It was weird. Yeah, but it was like, I wasn't trying to be motherly. I was just trying to do something that I thought was convenient for the household. Right, right, right. So we kind of laughed about it afterward. Um, but it had us thinking how much you look, not how much we look for our parents and our partners actively or subconsciously. Like how much of our parents do we want or not want? Uh, our partners to like reflect mm. are you asking me i am i'm sorry yes oh, so uh, in essence <laughs> i mean after that you know debacle do you think it wasn't a debacle bro <laughs> it wasn't just, a debacle at all <laughs> i just don't want it i just wanted the strawberries as is like, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry right now i just, like to hold it like to hold it yeah sometimes I and eat what it. What was that sound I don't want you? To repeat it your face made me feel like I said something wrong. Right. Sound nasty. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but do you think that we actively look for um, partners that are like our parents? Um. So I think in undergrad, my degree is in psychology, so we studied a lot of like Freudian things, and obviously, not obviously, but it is popular. Um. It's a popular phenomena that Freud studied, a theory that he has developed, which is this sexual fantasy theory between children and their parents and girls desire a man that looks like their father or or they sexually crave their father in this weird way or mm-hmm. subconsciously boys sexually crave their mothers and things like that. Nah, Freud is wild. And I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. But here's what I will say. I do think that it is human nature in life to take the best things of our past and try to replicate or relive those things through the relationships that we find. Mm, okay. And to take the worst things of our past and to do our best to not encounter that stuff again. I can see that. So I don't necessarily agree that girls are looking for a guy that's like their dad mm-hmm. and that boys are looking for a girl that's like their mom. Right. What I do believe, though, is that we try to relive emotions that our parents mm. made us feel. Mm. So if they raised us a certain way and fostered a certain environment, when we find partnerships, and it's not just any erotica, like emotional relationships, I think it's also in like filios, like your brotherhood, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Your sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Um, when we try to relive those like relationships, Sorry, when we encounter those new relationships, we are naturally drawn to those that replicate the emotion or the atmosphere that our parents fostered that that was good. That makes sense. Yeah. So I don't think there's like this like sexual fantasy that I want a woman that looks like my mom because you don't look anything like my mom. <laughs> at all. I don't look anything <laughs> at like at all. Your dad. Right. But I do think our parents they they do things, you know what I mean? I think they they create happy moments, they can create bad moments. They you know, it depends on their parenting style. Mm-hmm. And um I think in our partners we try to find that mm. and better. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, I do that makes sense. Yeah, does that does that make sense? So, you know, for instance, like if your father like made a lot of money, I'm not saying you can't ever end up with a guy that's not financially well off, but it it's just really hard to like go backwards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really, really hard. It doesn't mean there aren't couples. Like 
relationships are not monolithic. Everyone is not the same. Right, exactly. So we know that there's going to be differences and nuance there, but I think at a at a, like a baseline level, you know, you it's hard to like marry a woman if your mother was like a great chef if your wife don't cook at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that she's like the only one in the house that cooks, mm-hmm. but it's just like when she cooks, you want it to be good. At least like, be halfway my mom's, decent. Right, yeah. it has to be halfway <laughs> decent if my mom's was like a great chef. So yeah. it's, it's just... And I don't mean to like box us into those stereotype roles. I just right. think those are easily accessible uh, uh, examples. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think that's my theory. My theory is that we 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 sort of chase the feeling, and the environment mm. that was peak. It was like a high. It's home for us. It's and home. now as you're making you a new you home, home, you right. kind of want to keep you wanna that build same. Off that. Yeah. Exactly. But that does bring a question to my mind. That, I mean, you know, we both can probably answer it, but I want to ask you, like, do you think that people who have fractured relationships with their parents mm. avoid partners like that. So in essence, they go the total opposite direction yeah, yeah. that would sort of dismantle the theory that I just raised or what do you think? So not looking for a partner like your parent, but looking for a partner who's totally unlike your parent. Right. Like if your mom was alcoholic, yeah, are you looking for someone that's, like completely sober, never takes a drink ever. You know, if your dad was abusive or physically abusive, are you looking for someone that's really docile, never hostile in how they speak, never like boisterous yeah. because you don't want it to trigger any like feelings? Like, what do you think? Do you think people like go for the exact opposite when the relationship is a bad one? So I think the episode started sort of rooted in relationships that are assumed to be yeah, solid healthy, relationships. Healthy, healthy relationships. Right, healthy parent-to-child relationships. But what do you think when the parenting relationship is fractured? I think that unless um, the relationship that you had with your mom or dad or parent figure was totally bad, um, I think we still try to pull some kind of good out because those that's the example that we have. So if it's a good example, I'm going to look for those good qualities in my partner, maybe subconsciously or maybe actively. Mm-hmm. But even if I have a bad parent... Ooh, excuse me. God bless you. Excuse me, everybody. Even listening if, and watching. Even if I had a parent who I didn't necessarily have a healthy relationship with, I think that um, in the back of our minds, we try to find out or we try to locate what was good about that parent that I can mm. um, that I can draw from. So, hey, dad might have been an alcoholic, but he took me to the park every Saturday. So, you know, I'm going to look for a partner who doesn't mind going for walks in the park with me or, you know, doing mm. some kind of like low-key recreational activity that can be a bonding experience for you know for us um but there could also be a flip side to that where we do seek those same unhealthy toxic traits because it's kind of like a project to us and because we want you know, as a child to parent, that's a bomb. Nah, I haven't done a bomb in a while. Yo, say that again. We seek somebody that's like if we have a fractured relationship yeah. with our parent. You you kind of seek out um, someone who is just like that bad parent because it's because what it's like a project for you because you couldn't fix your She's dad. Wilding. You couldn't fix the 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 bad traits about your mom or dad. So I want an alcoholic uh, boyfriend or I want an abusive girlfriend because it gives me a chance to kind of fix what I didn't get a chance to. What I had no control over as a child. Wow. So you, you're, you, you're subconsciously trying to reconcile a yeah. broken past. Because as a child, very rarely oh. do. Th- not That's saying a that, lot. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Like we, 
we helping people. This is a pod class. We helping. <laughs> We helping people do sacred work right now. Hold yeah. on. We helping people do divine work right now. This is internal reconnection with your divine side. Hold up. Mm. That got a simmer. Sim simmer. When we have a fractured, I, th- that's blowing my mind. Because I think that very rarely as a child. They become a project. I can't get over it. They become a project to us. Yeah. Very rarely does a child, not saying that it doesn't happen. Of course, children influence their their parents all the time in different ways. But very rarely if a a parent figure has some kind of toxic relationship with substance or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. very rarely does a child have enough influence to kind of pull that that parent out of that dark space so mm. when they get older they're like dad i wish mom was better i wish dad was better i wish grandma grandpa or auntie or whoever was better mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. i couldn't control that as a 10 yeah. year old as a 12 year old as a nine year old mm. but now that i'm i'm an, I'm an adult i have a little more power so let yeah. me try to let me take you yeah. on and see you know I and that's how we end up out. in like these like really toxic relationships where it might because be hard think, for you to leave. We think, not, I, yes, I agree, but that's not even where I was going. Okay. I was thinking not just like the difficulty of trying to leave because you see it as a project, but I think subconsciously you don't know that you're doing that. Mm. Like I don't think people are actively saying I yeah. want to find someone with the same problem yeah. my dad or mom <laughs> like, had. Nobody I think is going because, out. <laughs> Saying I want an, an an abusive alcoholic right. substance abuse, but, you know. But when things come up or when things happen, you don't immediately run because mm. you say, "Oh, this might be my opportunity to yeah. fix." Let me help you. And and <laughs> while you think you're fixing somebody, mm. really under the surface, you're trying to fix something that went wrong with you. Yeah, trying to or, or or something you were a victim of. Yeah, you know. And I think you'll bounce from relationship to relationship because you can't find that type of. Um, you know, that type of uh, outcome mm. in the project that you're quote unquote working on. I'm using your language, the project, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I just think that that's really good. I think that's really good. But I'm going to be honest, that's very, very, oof, that's a toxic way to live your life. I think that there is a, a, a much healthier way to do that work, mm-hmm. to do that work internally. I think. There are ways to reconcile fractures of the past. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are better ways to reconcile fractures of the past other than making, I think with a relationship, trying to make that a project becomes too risky to your own mental health. Oh, yeah. It, it it becomes too risky to your own well-being and and your own internal work of becoming your best self fulfilling your your potential in God and and doing everything that you're called to do you run the risk of not progressing in that internal self-work by trying to fix somebody else mm. because you don't know if you can you and you're know, you're using you, all you of this energy time right. and resource trying right. to relive something that may result in the same outcome you right. just being heartbroken and emptied and just yeah you know you'll, you'll constantly be giving and yeah. never ever being poured back into or replenished um i think some of the healthier ways to do that especially if you know you've had a fractured relationship mm, with yeah. your parent and you know it impacts your you know what i mean you're holding on to bitterness and you you know what i mean you, you you're cold and your heart is callous and it doesn't it, it doesn't have any entry points for nobody mm. because of what you're holding on to from yeah. the past i think that um 
you know, some some ways to do that work, obviously through mentorship, through therapy, mm-hmm. um, through a lot of meditation and prayer, getting some time to yourself, getting some time in nature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Laying on some sand in the beach, laying in your backyard, taking a walk in the morning, taking a jog in the morning, but just like clearing your head, centering yourself um, to become yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just more just, self-aware. Yeah, so that you can be in tune with those feelings because it's trying to trying to find a parent to fix mm. <laughs> is a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, and then I th- also think like, you know, there's you can find jobs in the field if you had a fractured mm. relationship with your parent and you feel like that's your calling. Like, oh, I went through this because of this. And you know you've done some of that work to heal yourself and become better and you actually want to heal that demographic let's say your parents an addict or mm-hmm. you know they they weren't around or they got caught up in a justice system there's ways to do that work you can work in that field yeah. you know what i mean that could be your why your your noble story mm-hmm. could be because of what happened in your past you can write a book about what you've dealt with you know what i mean but anything but get into a relationship <laughs> to fix it yeah anything but that 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 person has to do that work themselves they, if they're broken and fractured, it's not your work to fix them. If someone is broken, if they're abusive, if they're toxic, you can offer a helping hand, pull them up. You can get them to the right resource, but it's not your work to fix them if they are your spouse or your partner. Because often I think in those types of relationships also, like you're too close to them to yeah. be able to fix it. Like there has to be some kind of breathing room for the work to be done. If I live with you and we're married and we're together mm-hmm. and you have, um, you spiral yeah. one, one time we live together. So it's going to be hard for me to, to do the work to help you. Even if I'm skilled or capable to help you, if I live with you, I think it's just, it's just, it's hard to be with someone who's, I don't know. I, I just, I think in addition to that, the you kind of let the person off the hook from doing the work. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, if, if they're broken or if they're treating you abusively, there's there's a reason. There's some past story, so they have to dig deep within themselves. They have to seek the Almighty. They got to submit themselves to the plan and will of God to find out how they can heal from that, how they can forgive their past. How can, can they forgive themselves from mm. some of the mistakes they made? Whatever. Yeah. Maybe their parent was abusive to them, and they're just mm-hmm. repeating a cycle that they tried to avoid. Yeah. Who knows? But I think... At the end of the day, that person has to do the work and they can't become your project. Mm. You know what I mean? And too many of us stay in relationships to try to help heal somebody versus allowing that person to do the work with God yeah. to heal themselves and then be in their best self for you when it's time. Um, I don't know if this is the direction we wanted to go as much <laughs> as we went, but I feel like it needed to be said. I but I think in terms of um, like just you know going to get a partner that's like your parent. I think we do that in so many different areas. You know what I'm saying? That I can't say that it's just about relationships. Mm, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, we find job environments and atmospheres that remind us of good things that our parents gave us. Like if we Mm -hmm. find a, if our parents were good at letting us know we were good at something, we find atmospheres, workspaces that remind us of that energy to help us reach that peak again. You know, we find relationships, friendships mm-hmm. that help us reach that same peak again. You know what I mean? Or, or take it to the next level. I don't think it's just in the relationships we have 
with our partner, like the intimate ones. I think it's also about the, um, you know, the other types of relationships too. Yeah. and other types of environments and atmospheres we put ourselves in. You feel me? Yeah. And I guess just to reiterate, one of the most important things is to be like self-aware um, of what you dealt with in your past that um, you're either that either that is either going to be healthy for you moving forward or mm-hmm. that you know you you need to totally stay stay clear of yeah um so like yeah like you said just just to reiterate i think that's a really important point uh to be self aware yeah. um yeah i think i mean to close it out here's what i would say i don't think we have to I think we can debunk the myth that all of the time that someone is looking for a similar trait, that it's a negative thing. I think it's because of Freudian psychology has been attached to this creepy sexual desire <laughs> mm-hmm. that we haven't explored some of the validity with the idea, like the direction that yeah. it's headed. And I think to the point that I made earlier, I think sometimes we want if our parents raise us in a healthy connection, yeah. we're trying to build off of that. Of That's course. what generations are about. Yes. That's what it's about. So it's like, it's, if, if if my parents were super successful business owners, I hope to learn the business yeah. and be with somebody that I can help produce. <laughs> right. That, like, why would I run away from that? That type of success with, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know what I mean? And I, I don't think, I think if we debunk this, this notion that it's all bad and that it's all like creepy. Yeah, because it's not like you know. You, you we've heard that a woman wants a, a a man who looks just like her daddy or her who reminds yeah. her of her dad, and you in no way, shape, or form do that. But there are traits from, like you said, there are traits from our parents who, if, if you know that it's healthy and you can exactly. apply it to your relationship, your marriage, your parenting style, so good. Take it. So good. What can you learn from it? <laughs> what can you build on it? What worked? What didn't work? You know what I mean? Or what kind of work that you like this piece of it and I'm going to apply this and use it. So it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to all be bad, but you know, it's okay to take good traits. Right. And and say, hey, my dad was like this. I want to find a man. Like like my thing is this, like if your parents communicated healthily in front of you, why would you be like, oh, I don't want nobody communicating healthy. (laughs) Don't talk to me. Like my dad. Ooh, girl, let me find me somebody that's going to cuss me out. You hear me? I need somebody to cuss me out. Out. Like it is okay like, if for that, you. If that talk to mom healthily in front of you, it's like take, hey, take it and run. So look it's for like, a man <laughs> that's gonna talk to you healthy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So hold absolutely. on to the good. Hold on to the good. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good, a good, a good place to stop. I yeah. hope that's helpful. It's our pod class. You feel me? Pod class. Pod class. I should never mind. I'll talk about yeah. This okay, you go. You yeah. got the first question. So oh, I'm asking more. you the first question. All right, ready for tell me more. I need a drum Here we go. pad. I need you to stop because mixing this audio afterwards is going to be really difficult with them lap drums going on. Crazy. All right. Here we go. What do you think is more important okay. aesthetically? Weight to men? Mm-hmm. As in like what they're looking for in a woman? Mm-hmm. Or height to women? What's more important? Yeah. Definitely height to women. I think that really, I'm five feet. Like if there's no way I'm I, if I wasn't with you that I would be nah, with somebody who was like my height. Listen, is like is there's no way. Hey, tell Nico that who Kevin Hart's wife. I'm sure Kevin Hart looks six five when you worked for three hundred million dollars. <laughs> 
it's just no way like I'm nah, I feel you, nah, I feel you. unless like unless unless like you're a tall woman but even tall women who are like 5'11 prefer a man who's like 6'6 six, 6'7 six, six, yeah. you know what I mean so women nice. always want a man who's who's taller whereas men you know I, I'm men have types body types that they like but I think men care less about a woman being you know, toned men, and sh- men, men are purrs is what no you're I'm just <laughs> saying like I'm not saying. I, I think there's a you science know what I'm to saying. that. No, no, no. All jokes aside, not even trying to be funny. I think there's a science to that. I think we know that hor- hormonally, women fluctuate w- way more than men do. That's true. And I think we kind of like embrace love with that understanding. Whether it's because you're having my children for me, whether it's because, um, you know, you're taking birth control or something. Like, there's so there are a bazillion ways that women's weight fluctuates. Yeah, and it's not always just like oh, I'm oh she, right, right, go. right. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you fall ill and you gotta. I'm not saying well, everybody falls ill from time to time, but you get what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. she might have to stay in the bed, or hey, she got pregnant, and then we had another one the next year. You know what I mean? No recovery or snapback time. Wow, you coming for me? They're our kids. <laughs> but literally not at all. No. Look, what what in the insecurity is going on? Why you gotta be so insecure? No. But I did all I could I give all I could. But you be you wanting more. You did a little curl thing on the end of that note. You didn't have more. to do that. Just more, nah, nah, more. That's not what is, what's <laughs> happening. No, that's just not how the note goes. I really be going crazy. All right, All right. um, but yeah, yeah, right. I think we agree there. Okay, cool. No, My we turn? don't agree. I don't. Ag- you do? No, I guess I do agree. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I do agree. So. Would you be with a woman who was taller than you? No, but you would be with a woman who was fatter than you. Point proven. If you could write a letter <laughs> to the childhood you. <laughs> Hold on. Let me imagine why. Now you got me exploring my own. All right. Own... You're six feet. Would you want a woman who was six feet or... Because here's the crazy thing is, we've had this conversation. There are women who are shorter than you, who right. are like tall women, like 5'11", 5'10". Right, right, right. Who are clearly sh- shorter than you. But if y'all are not standing like next to each other, they look like they giants. Look like they're taller than me. And you. then I stand next to them, I'm like, oh, wait. You are shorter than me, yeah. but they look tall. Yeah. So would you want a woman who was six feet or would you want a woman who was 200 pounds and shorter <sighs> than that? I don't think I would want a woman taller than me. I just can't figure out why. I think now you got me exploring like my own insecurity. Like, like, do I have a problem with like? I don't think you do. Smaller? I just think that I think it, it also goes into men wanting or being seen as the protector. And if you have a woman that's taller than you, whether she's weaker than you or not, you still want to be out here like, getting busy with it. Still- <laughs> I got you. I got you, baby. Boop, 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 boop. All right. Sure. It don't matter. Sorry. It you don't. But now, no, you made me stop. Like, it's a like legitimate question. Like, oh shoot, I don't. I wouldn't want a woman totally. But, but why? Why is my? <laughs> why is the answer like an immediate no? Yeah. It was like no. <laughs> it is what it is. That's that, crazy. But it's some men that like taller women, and that's fine. So. And some women that like the men short. That's a fact. That's love a fact. you love. All right, you got a question for yep. me? Let's do it. Tell if me more. If you, if you could write a letter to the childhood you, what would you say? How the heck you want me to answer that? <laughs> All right, just like bullet <laughs> bullet point your top three. You have top three things. What kind of or like what advice would you give the childhood you? 
Because I guess writing a letter might be kind of like. Yeah, that's lengthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, a what bullet a, point? Like top two or three things you would. I'd probably. Um, I'd probably tell myself at a younger age how talented I am. Yeah, I like that. Because I think I realized it very, very late. I don't think you realized it late. I think you didn't embrace you embraced it late. I think you always knew. Yeah, that's true. You just that's didn't true. like like being young like being younger, like out of this it's six of us for those that don't know. I have five siblings. Um but my older sister we're like closest in age, we're only a year apart. I mean I've said that before. Um and she's like the best singer out of all of us. Like she sang, sang, right? And I just think that always made me, now that I'm like thinking about it, I think that always made me think like, oh yeah, Tay's a singer. I'm just her background singer. Mm. And it was like, but you're actually a really talented person. Like I play instruments, you rap really well, you can sing a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, but I always just stuck to the, oh, church got me singing in the background, so I'm Tay's background singer. You know what I'm saying? And I never embraced it at a young age. So even throughout college, it was always recreational for me. High school is always recreational for me. Yeah. So I'll probably tell myself to embrace your gifts a lot younger. Yeah. Because you're really, really dope. I and like that. I think that episode, one baby. and done. That's how you in the episode. Come on, you messing it up. You got to let that thing simmer. Sim, simmer. Who am I? The girls, them sugar. And how I can I make love to a fella in a rush? Pass me the keys to me. Y'all go back and watch our cultural collision episode because now he's trying to be Jamaican. Oh, well, you are after you took the flag from me. What was that, episode 12? I'm Jamaican now. 